So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. We are recapping the Broncos preseason game against the Seattle Seahawks, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the downright awful. We'll discuss that all today on the podcast. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela in that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Go on over there, check it out. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Tap14.com. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio, on Twitter. All right, let's get to the game, of course, against the Seattle Seahawks. Denver loses 22-14. Of course, everything about preseason, honestly, in my opinion, matters, except for the final score. So we're not going to talk about the final score. We're going to talk about the fact that, oh, man, Paxton Lynch, they regret getting rid... No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Hey, Paxton Lynch had a good game, though. You know, I, I'm one of those that's, uh, you know, I'm not a, it's not a big deal to me to see guys flourish after the, they leave the team. Good for him. I I hope Paxton Lynch has a long and fruitful career and um, sets his family up for years and years to come. Uh, this is a Denver Broncos team that on offense, of course, saw the debut of Joe Flacco. Flacco, he was three for four. And uh, look, he he uh, instrumented a drive that uh, got three points, 19 yards. He missed the fade route at the end of the series in the red zone to Cortland Sutton on a play that just looked like it was very discombobulated. That's my word of the day for the offense, discombobulated as, uh, look, they had the frustration timeout. They had the penalty. They had the miscommunication on that route. It's just a, it, it looked like they hadn't played a lot together, and that's fine because that's going to come corrected here in the near future so that's fine it's okay it's preseason that's what this is all for so I don't think you should be looking at this Broncos offense and freaking out or looking at them like oh my gosh they look just terrible or whatever think about it this way they look so discombobulated, and yet still they got points out of that drive, even as a new offense. And, of course, a big chunk of that being the 50-yard run from Royce Freeman. This was a run by Freeman that, uh, gosh, he ran through a freaking gap that looked like the Royal Gorge. I mean, it was just a massive, massive hole that I probably could have rumbled for 20 yards. And, uh, my gosh, that offensive line, they get a thumbs up from me. They looked pretty darn good. Um, this is a starting offensive line that is beginning to show promise flashed some dominance as the Broncos went right down that field and more so not in the pass game but utilizing the run game and that tells you you are winning the trenches and so look this is a Broncos offensive line that is still a work in progress but make no mistake 
They looked good last night. It's Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, presented by Tap14. Tap14 on the web. That's tap14.com. You can follow me on Twitter for more Broncos reaction. That's at Ronnie K Radio, at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio, on Twitter, where, of course, I was tweeting about some more thumbs up. Hey, how about that Drew Locke? He looked good uh, in his first drive, as Vic Fangio put. He threw it pretty damn good when it comes to the football, and he looked like he was in control. And maybe that's the most important thing to take away from this is the the step of improvement from the Hall of Fame game where, let's be honest, he just did not look good to the steps that he took in the second preseason game. He looked like he was in control on the screen pass to Nick Williams. He showed a lot of patience, showed a lot of accuracy and anticipation to the completion of Troy Fumagalli. Yeah, he, kinda, he tried to fire a pass into the end zone to get six, but hey, I'm okay with that. I like a little bit of aggressiveness out of the quarterback, even in a situation where, again, he knows. He's he's just trying to make a play, and quite frankly, there may have been an opportunity there. But regardless, uh, get some points out of that drive and, and certainly look good early. Now, tour, as we got later into the game, Drew Locke started to tail off a little bit. Uh, he ends up finishing the game, uh, Drew Locke at least, uh, with a... a, a Overall grade, I'm gonna I'm gonna peg it somewhere in the B minus range. Look, he looked improved, and 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 that is um, a great great thing to see because I think it would have hurt a lot of Broncos fans' confidence uh, in Drew Locke had he gone out and just laid another egg. Uh, did throw an interception in the game. Did throw a touchdown. Those coming a little bit later in the game, but finished 17 for 28. 180 yards, and again, more importantly, looked like he wasn't as buzzing or head spinning going a million miles an hour like he was in the Hall of Fame game. A little bit more in control, and and that's what you're looking for. You're just looking for steps forward from the rookie quarterback as uh, there's a lot to grasp, not only in the offense, but just becoming a pro, uh, good for him. Good for Drew Locke for a bounce-back game for the Denver Broncos. More on the good side. How about this Malik Reed kid? I've been talking about this guy since the late July. This kid just shows up in practice and is disruptive. The linebacker is putting on a show, getting to the quarterback. Reed was strong in the Hall of Fame game, impressive in practice on a consistent basis, registered a sack again, his second of the preseason, four total tackles as he got to the Seahawks offensive line and really frustrated them in the backfield. And and again, more so even just a disruptive presence, a very disruptive presence, and um, it's a big deal. So another thumbs up for Malik Reed. Another thumbs up as well too, Draymond Jones, also becoming very disruptive in the back field for Seattle. Another solid game on tape and uh, look, a bit more consistency to Jones's game because this is a Draymond Jones who look looked amazing in one drive against Atlanta. I wanted to see a little bit more consistency and he did so on multiple series. So this is a guy 93 that you're going to want to pay attention to a little bit more in practice as this Broncos team continues to uh, sift through their depth and defense and look, he looked good. He looked good, and that's all you can ask for from the Denver Broncos from Draymond Jones, the rookie, who, of course, uh, is is 
look, if you could get like a poor man's Malik Jackson out of him, oh my gosh, that would be huge. And some, certainly somebody on a rotational third down basis who can be very effective. I think if you're the Broncos, you'll take that every day of the week. Let's get to some thumbs down. Okay, because there were there were some thumbs down, and I got to start with the big one, and that is uh, maybe we'll just characterize this as death by inches. The penalties, my goodness, this Denver Broncos team, and look, make no mistake, this was a game that was highly penalized, period. But the Broncos were penalized eleven times for ninety-four yards. Okay, ninety-four yards, eleven times. Seattle was penalized fifteen times. I mean. This was, and it just drove me nuts because it seemed like the officials were throwing the flag on stuff that, quite frankly, they really just didn't need to be throwing. Uh, One of my thumbs down, the officials. But regardless, the Denver Broncos were penalized 11 times for the 94 yards. They also learned lose the turnover game as well, too. Had a couple drops, and on third down, 3-13. and 13. So this is a Denver team that, um, look, I, I death by inches is the early sticking motto, the early sticky saying that Vic Fangio wanted to implement to this team. And it's not really panning out right now. I have to be truly honest. Uh, this is a team that has struggled with drops in both games in the preseason. They have struggled with drops in practice. They have struggled with the exchange from center to quarterback. Now, that has been inconsistent. I'll put it at that. There have been times where Connor McGovern actually has looked fairly good in this, but that has been a thing in practice so far. Not so much in the games yet, which is a good sign, but of course, in practice, this has been an issue, particularly out of that shotgun position. And look, a team that was penalized eight times against Atlanta, and now 11 times against Seattle, this is something that has just got to be cut down. And Vic Fangio, I assume this is going to be a high contention uh, or a high, um, a, a highly emphasized note in practice moving forward. They're going to get a little bit of time off this Denver Broncos team as they're going to get 10 days away from the gridiron. Of course, a couple joint practices against the San Francisco 49ers before they get back into action against San Francisco in a Denver's first home game. Finally going to have a home game in preseason. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14. A little bit of reaction to the uh, Seattle Seahawks Denver Broncos preseason Thursday night football game. You can follow me on Twitter for more of that reaction. That's at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. I love Vic Fangio's quote on the penalties. Um, He was was pretty stern. Vic Fangio's just got some really, really great quotes when it comes to just telling it like it is. He said, quote, he didn't mince words about his penalties. He said, quote, when you commit that many penalties, I don't think many of them were pre-snap penalties. The penalties were during the course of play because you have poor technique or you're not good enough. How about that? Huh? How about that straight to the point? Uh, he says, goes on to say, with either one, you have to cheat. You have to grab guys. You have to hold them. We have to make these guys aware of the proper technique, and hopefully they're good enough to play honest downs without fouling. Mm, A lot of strong words coming from Vic Fangio on that uh, situation when it comes to the penalties. And uh, look, many of them were very justified. Many of them very justified, but certainly this is a Broncos team, I think, that were also, to be fair, Probably called on some penalties that just should not have been thrown by this by that officiating crew. It was a horribly, horribly officiated game. 
Let's get to uh, the offense really quick on this uh, Broncos game and this preseason second game that that uh, really kind of uh, either stood out or um, fell off a table here. I want to start with the standing out, and obviously one of them, me and Royce Freeman. Uh, the 50-yard run was just tremendous. It really showed off that, you know, Royce Freeman, hey, you know, everybody talks about Royce Freeman as this guy who will just run you over. This is a guy who's got a little bit of wheels, man. He ends up running the ball three times. And they, they, they unfortunately, I don't think, could run the ball as much as they'd like. They fell behind early and then, unfortunately, couldn't get the running game going. Um, this is a Denver team that uh, is going to lean on this run game. But I, I think they wanted to see a little bit more David Williams, a little bit more Theo Riddick, uh, maybe a little bit of Devonta Jackson, Kalafani Muhammad. But uh, they fell behind to the uh, Seahawks a little bit later as the game got kind of out of hand. Uh, what was it? 15-6, I believe, at the end of the third quarter. and Just couldn't run it as much as they would like. Ended up going to, to the air as well. But Royce Freeman looked good out of the running bat position. Philip Lindsay got multiple carries right out of the bat. Everybody was like, oh my god, are they something fishy with Philip Lindsay? Something going wrong here? What's going on with this Philip Lindsay situation? He gets the first three touches of the game, of course, so I think we can put that to bed. Philip Lindsay is A-OK out of the receiving game. He got a lot a lot of opportunities. David Williams had a lot of opportunities to bounce back. Uh, five receptions for 36 yards, as well as a couple carry. Oh, well, he had one carry uh, for two yards, but trying to implement him into the offense a little bit. Of course, he had the big drop against Atlanta in that Hall of Fame game. Not sure if David Williams makes this roster, if uh, maybe a, pr- a practice squad opportunity for him. But certainly, look, the running backs out of the starters, Royce Freeman, Phillip Lindsay, look good. Devonta Jackson also with a nice little three uh, carries for 18 yards. I, I don't think the sample size was good enough for um, all of them to, to really justify any sort of valid you know, change in your opinion. Just know that Royce Freeman's got some wheels and the Broncos offensive line, they did pretty good in blocking for these Denver Bronco running backs. 20 carries, 91 yards. That's a 4.6 average on the game. Not too shabby, of course, though. A big chunk of that coming on the Royce Freeman run. To the receivers we go, where, of course, David Williams was the big uh, receptor or However, the high reception man, if you want to call it that way, uh, five receptions for 36 yards, and then there was really just a bunch of spreading around. Trinity Benson with a catch, Nick Williams as well, too. Troy Fumagalli had the one catch from Drew Locke where uh, you couldn't hand it off better. Noah Fant with two catches, 14 yards, as well as a catch for uh, Deshaun Hamilton. And just go down the list, a uh, bunch of people getting opportunities. Uh, Cortland Sutton did not record a catch, as well as Theo Riddick not recording a catch two on two targets both of them a little bit of a miscommunication between Kevin Hogan and Theo Riddick I think you could really tell Theo Riddick just uh, hasn't been here enough you know and I'm not going to blame him for that this is just a miscommunication somebody who's needs to be in the offense a little bit more we'll see what happens uh, next week against San Francisco and then uh, maybe the the one catch that I think is probably talked about most and and for all the wrong reasons unfortunately this morning Austin Fort makes his one catch of the day for 29 yards and unfortunately tears his ACL as confirmed by Adam Schefter at ESPN this morning uh, this is going to end Austin Fort's season and boy I really hope Austin Ford gets another opportunity. This was a guy who looked great in practice. Unfortunately, didn't get a lot of time in the games to really showcase that. 
and tears his ACL. He's gone for the season. This is a guy who was undrafted, so he really wasn't on the radar altogether. He ends up getting signed as a undrafted free agent, and more so because he looked good in the local pro day that Denver put up. So, And again, it's unfortunate that his big uh, and best play, his big moments were in practice where there may or may not be film on that. You know, a lot of times they record these sessions, but sometimes, you know, things don't look as, as great as they could have as the equipment, obviously not up to speed. Like, you know, if we were doing a, an actual broadcast of a game, now you're really relying on kind of word of mouth. If this guy uh, lands another opportunity elsewhere, if he gets put on IR and maybe potentially, uh, you know, has opportunities in the future with Denver, but a real unfortunate kid out of Wyoming. And again, just something about these tight ends with the Broncos. They just can't stay healthy. I just, I, I don't know what it is, but a very unfortunate and, a, and a hoping and praying for the kid that he can come back and, and really make an impact for this team and get his NFL career started. Austin Fort tearing his ACL on his one lone catch for the Denver Broncos against the Seattle Seahawks. Just a tough news. The worst part about preseason. The worst, worst part about preseason. Torn ACLs, injuries in general, concussions, whatever may be the case. By the way, should be noted, Andy Janovich left the game with a uh, kind of an upper body uh, pectoral injury. We're still waiting for the extent of that injury. So look, uh, certainly not great. Not great to see these injuries, obviously. And Andy Janovich helping spring that big block or, or that big run from Royce Freeman and somebody who will be highly relied upon highly relied upon for this Denver Broncos offense. And, um, you know, I know it's just a fullback. I know everybody wants to say, oh, she's just a fullback. I'm telling you, he's an important piece of this team and uh, would be unfortunate if Andy Janovich had to miss some real time. Uh, Devontae Booker is probably the last guy I want to highlight on offense because of his inability and inefficiency. Uh, Look, this is a guy who fumbled. Thankfully, Denver recovered it but fumbled the opening kickoff as a returner trying to make an impact on special teams. This was a guy who just did not get any opportunities on the receiving side of things. And when it comes to running the football, two carries for seven yards, very uneventful day. And, you know, I said when the moment they signed Theo Riddick, that they being the Denver Broncos, that Devontae Booker needed to have a stellar stellar rest of the training camp and preseason, quite frankly, just to make this roster. And I just don't think it's going to happen. Just don't know if it's going to happen. This is a guy who's been very, very quiet, and I don't know if he's done enough to justify a roster spot. And look, there have been guys behind him from Devonta Jackson to Califani Muhammad who have looked better, just, just simply looked better and then you don't sign Theo Riddick without the intent of potentially keeping him I I just don't know if Devontae Booker is going to make this roster he just doesn't do anything special and this may be the end of the line for the Denver Broncos and and Devontae Booker we'll see how it plays out certainly could be one of those cuts when the Broncos go to 53 on the defensive side let's switch gears to the defense because boy the starters look really really good and then some depth uh, came in and not so good as Paxton Lynch kind of tore him up oh boy Uh, that'd be a good moment for Paxton Lynch you know good for him again one of those players where I you know unless the player is actively a douche to me 
uh, personally when I'm in the locker room. I would I wouldn't root against these guys. I I hope they find success away from Denver. I hope they have opportunities to get paid, set their family up for the future. So good for Paxton Lynch to have a bounce back uh, uh, opportunity for him. Obviously a little personal as it sounds like uh, he was maybe a little bit salty that it just wasn't uh, the the exact experience I think he was looking for from the Denver organization or however maybe uh, characterize it. It just it didn't seem like a good split. I think the Bronco fans would probably argue it was self-inflicted by Baxton Lynch, but whatever, that's that's another rabbit hole I don't want to go down. But he looked good against the Denver depth. Uh, Denver's depth did not uh, perform, I think, exactly how Vic Fangio would have liked. Uh, highly penalized defense, but I do want to focus on the positives here because I think there were some good ones. We talked about Malik Reed a little bit earlier in the podcast. Uh, Demarcus Walker uh, had some push up front. Uh, he actually forced Geno Smith to step up right into the hands of Malik Reed when uh, Reed registered his sack. Sua Cravens looked good uh, from the safety position. A, a fine a couple tackles. Also had a uh, tackle for a loss as well, too. Uh, Josh Watson ends up with 10 total tackles. That was leader in the clubhouse for the Denver Broncos. Uh, there were some bad, though. Uh, Trey Johnson had a big missed tackle on the edge. And, of course, that's a high emphasis for Vic Fangio is those missed tackles. You don't want that when it comes to uh, this Denver defense. Kind of one of those, again, uh, death by inches. You can't have that. When it comes to the offense, look, uh, Von Miller seemed like he was in the backfield for his short time. Every single play. This guy just is absolute disruptor. He was walking Seattle Seahawk blockers back. Mind-blowing how good he is. Really is. I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh. I mean, he's just forcing them back with very little resistance. He's going to have a stellar year, that Von Miller, of course, as I think we've all kind of come to expect. But overall, uh, look, uh, Denver defense uh, didn't perform well when it comes to the depth. Starters look good. In the reality, they only allowed the three points in the first half, and I'm going to leave it at there. Look, your fourth string guys, fifth string guys are probably going to struggle. That's that's kind of the the way it is. I mean, it, you know, this is preseason. You get some guys out there who still learning, you know, the football side of things. Um, you know, obviously uh, didn't come highly regarded out of college or maybe undrafted free agents as they usually would have. And uh, so you're going to have some struggles on the defense. Obviously, Vic fans, you're trying to clean that up because you want to have that depth. But in the end, Denver's defense, for the most part, gets out healthy and uh, certainly will have some things to clean up before we get to the San Francisco game. I do want to cover special teams, I suppose, for a little bit here just because, uh, well, there were some struggles. Look, Brandon McManus had a good game. Uh, Colby Wadman had some shaky punts, not going to lie. He does end up with a three-punt day for 46.7 as an average, but there was a shaky punt in there as well, too. And Colby Wadman's been one of those that has looked up and down in training camp and practices. He's had some good, and he's had some bad. They end up bringing in Justin Vogel. They end up cutting Justin Vogel. So you thought Colby Wadman was your full-time starter. We'll see if that continues. Um, but certainly not the best day, but overall finishes with a decent stat line. Also had two punts of those three inside the 20. So 
That uh, uh, just about wraps it up for the Denver Broncos uh, Broncos Blitz podcast, I should say, here at Mile High Sports. You can follow me on Twitter. That's my reaction to the Broncos preseason second game or first game, however way you want to put it. What do you think? What do you think on Twitter? At Ron and K Radio, that's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. What'd you think of that Broncos team as they uh, took the field? Uh, they end up losing 22-14. to 14. Everything matters in preseason, though, except for the final score. So what'd you think of the performances? Who shined? Who stunk? Give me uh, some of your responses on Twitter. At Ronnie K Radio, that's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And, of course, it's the... Broncos Blitz Podcast. So, if you want to check out any sort of previous archive of the podcast, go to milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com for all kinds of great stuff on the Denver Broncos. We are all done with the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back on Monday with another daily podcast for the Denver Broncos and covering this team as they continue on through the preseason training camp as we wind down gosh we got what two more weeks of this before we're all done a week something like that time just flies and all of a sudden regular season will be here that's it for the broncos blitz podcast you can follow me on twitter at ronnie k radio my name is ronnie court of mile high sports we'll see you next time on the broncos blitz podcast check out more info at milehighsports.com that's milehighsports.com see y'all